What's up, guys? This is Taylor Hearn with the Texas Rangers, and you guys are listening to Ranger Nation Podcast. This is manager Chris Woodward from the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation Podcast. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. In the air, shallow right. The Texas Rangers win the pennant. Second consecutive year. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation Podcast. Yep, today's episode is, is Rugi playing third a bad thing? Now, look, before everybody goes off, I know what you're saying about this. We are not, I know, I am one that finally, for those of you that know, I was a Rugia Odor apologist. I was done with him by the end of last year. I was ready for Rugi to go. But here's the thing. They are going to give Solak the second base job. That's what's going to happen. It's very obvious that's what's going to happen. Um, they they have played him over there. And Rugi has been playing third over and over. Now, he's not hitting bad at all right now, which is a good thing. And he, he, he which normally, this is what he does in spring training. He doesn't hit. He doesn't hit bad. Um, he always hits good in spring training, and then you get over to uh, into the regular season, and, and you know, and he, he basically craps the bed and doesn't do well. But part of the problem that Rugi had when spring training started was that people, you know, when when things started happening and people started talking to him about um, moving over to third, he was reluctant at first. This is Rugi though. Remember, he's always done this. Tried to change his swing, he got reluctant about that. Tried to move over to third, he was reluctant about that. But then. Then he started to realize, look, if there's a way that I am going to get on this team, it's probably going to have to be that way. And basically, that that's what that's what he thought. It, it's got to be that way before you know before we can. If I'm going to get on the team, I'm going to have to play third base, have a chance to start every day. Look, they owe him a lot of money, and they're they're not. They're not ready to just eat the money, which I think they will. I really do. If he just can't do it, they'll probably eat the money. But for right now, think about it. Here's the situation. You've got Josh Young that is going to be here pretty soon. He is. He's going to be here probably. He's got to go down. He's probably got to get a month worth of at-bats. He's not going to start till May. So my guess is before the All-Star break, which would be sometime towards mid to late June, uh, early July, um, I, I imagine he comes up to take over third base. If Rugi starts the seat, look, your 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 people that are that they've put in place for third base have been Brock Holt, Culberson, you've got Andy Ibanez, and then maybe someone like a shirt and a pastel who's probably not going to make the team and needs to go down to the minor leagues. And then you've got someone like uh in uh Anderson Tejada, who's probably going to end up going down to the minor leagues. You know, and you've got these guys, and, and, and there's even been talk of, of Nate Lowe if he doesn't make, you know, earn the first base job, but he hits well enough that they need to put him somewhere because uh, Guzman stays where he's going. Um, maybe him sliding over to third. But if that doesn't work, and let's say that, that, that Lowe ends up the odd man out. He doesn't hit above 200. He hadn't been hitting well. He was 0 for 2 today. So was Rookie, by the way. He was 0 for 2 or 3. I'll look it up here in a second. But um, if, if that's the case and that happens – 
And Ruge can start out at third base. I mean, he's getting more and more comfortable over there. Evan asked him that today. And th- and this is, uh, you know, ask him about how he was feeling over there, and this is what he had to say. I mean, I've been feeling better up there, you know. I've been working a lot in third just to, you know, to get comfortable there, you know. It's new for me playing in that position, so I never played there before, like I say the other day. But you know what? I've been working a lot, uh, uh, really hard in there to feel comfortable, and I've been feeling better in, in, in the game. So he said, you know, so he sat there and he said he's comfortable. You know, and he, he said he's getting more and more comfortable. He's not bragging, thinking he's going to be great, anything to that effect. So then so then after he answered that, Evan came back and said, you know, you made a couple, you've, you've made a couple of really great plays. A talking stick the other day, you made the diving catch. You went out and got the foul ball today. You, you have to be feeling more comfortable over there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I've been feeling more comfortable there, especially today. I, get, I see a lot of action. You know, I think that's, that helped me a lot. That's going to help me a lot. Then Evan comes back and he said, okay, with all of that, where's your swing at? You know, that, which all of us are worried about, you know, wondering about that. And here's what Ricky said. I feel really good at the play, too. You know, I've been working hard in my defense and my offense, too. Like, I've been feeling pretty good. Yeah, but that, that's what we always hear, right? So that's what we always hear is that, he, he, is that his swing is good, right? So we, we always hear that his swing's good. But he hasn't been hitting bad. But, but for what we're looking for, is he going to be better than Holt? Is he going to be there to be Culberson? Is uh, Ibanez going to win that job? You know, is, is he going to be better to hold the spot till Young gets there? And then if he – you know what, let's finish why I think it might be a good idea. So here's let's hear more of his press conference here. So then Elvis said, look, you know, you, you worked on your stance all offseason and you tried to – you know, one of the things he said also is you worked, you worked on your stance all offseason. You were trying to get better balance. If there was one thing you think you needed to work on this offseason, what do you think it was? I think I have to stay positive, you know. This game is – so hard that sometimes we put more pressure on ourselves, you know. I, I tell if I've been, I, I, I've been more positive, I, I'm going to be playing better. Okay, so we've, we've heard that, right? So, you know, look, the hitting side of Odor's game has been his biggest flaw. We've seen that. He had the two years in 15 and 16 where he was good. Things started going down here. He, he's never recovered from it. All of us have heard it. All of us have seen it. He struggled. He can't hit above 200. Yeah, he knocked 30 home runs, you know, in 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 that situation. But you know, I, I'm I want to hear I, his press conference today. He seemed more relaxed over there. I think he's resounded to the fact that 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 he's gonna third base is his position to get on this team and start. And I'm telling you, I'm not necessarily all against it. So um, you know, he went on in the press conference. So after that, CJ Nikowski was there, and CJ ask him about pop-ups and he said you know I know I know it's it's a different angle going to the ball and all of that and so um you know what he said you're getting better at it what what what, it, what is your comfort level there at, at going to get the pop-ups and this is what he said yeah it's kind of it's really it's really different than when I'm playing in second but you know I've been practicing a lot so I've been getting more comfortable there like today I catch one of those pop-ups like it's just different angles you know the ball moves different in the air when I'm in third. And I think I just I need to keep playing there so I can get used to that. Then CJ followed it up with a great question. What about the cutoffs? Are you are you getting better? Because that's an t- entirely different thing, hitting your cutoff, man. Anybody that's played baseball, coached baseball, did anything in baseball, you know that the, the playing – and I was an infielder. I played all around the infield. 
and except first base. So being an infielder, the different cutoff places is a whole new position. What, look, he is only, he was a shortstop at one time, but he's played second base for how many years now? Came up to the big leagues as second base, but now you're asking to play third. It's an entirely different thing. And so, you know, I liked this answer. Yeah, that's something that I need to be really focused on, you know, because I, when I'm in second, I just go wherever, wherever the, goal, the ball hit and in third, I just I have to be more like cutoff man when men in second, like land right to the left field or base it to the left field. That's the only thing I, be, I have to be really focused in those situations. Let me tell you why I like that answer. There's a big reason I like that answer. He's being humble. This isn't something we see from him very often, and he's saying, yeah, you know, i got to really work on that. I need, I need to do that. I need to work on my cutoff. Look, I'm not, I'm not getting on the Odor bandwagon. I think Odor serves a purpose this year, and I think there is a good purpose that he serves. Hear me out. If we're trying to get to Josh Young, right? Let's say we're, we, all we're trying to do is we're trying to get to Josh Young. That's our goal. We want to get to Josh Young, and we need someone to cover third. This is a guy for the amount of money that he makes that could play third base and is probably defensively, yes, he hasn't been there all the time, but he's obviously learning it. He's made some great plays. He's a good defender. I don't care what anyone says. He almost won a gold glove a few years ago. He has gotten so much better at second base. He's got some range. Third base doesn't require as much range. It's a new position to learn, but he's always been he's always worked his defense. He's never let his offense affect his defense when his offense sucked. Because let's be honest, you you get if he gets behind in the count, he's like basically an 050 hitter. I mean, he has problems once he gets behind in the count. But you've got to give him credit for his defense. And if you're looking at Brock Holt, Culberson, you're looking at Andy Abanez um, over there at third base, why not Rugi? If you're just waiting for Josh Young to get – Josh Young is a better player than Rugnet Odor. We all know that. He, or we all think we know that. We think that this is the guy for the future. The, he's he's tore up fall instruction leads. He has tore up everything um, in, in, in the limited amount of time that he's hit. He's hitting well over 300, and the instructional fall league, he did great. I mean, the alternative site last year, he really turned heads last year um, at the alternative site, but that wasn't compared to what to what he's doing now. So why not Rugi? Because here's here's my point, and this is the point where people lose me, and they and, you know they get you know they start thinking, oh God, you're jumping back on the old door thing. So let's say Rugi wins that job, he hits 200, 205, whatever, pops out. 10, 12 home runs like he's known to do. As long as he's not in the top of the lineup, they got him at the end. That's not horrible. As long as it's better than – as he's playing good defense over there for Holt and we're waiting on Young to get there. But let's say he hits well. Let's say he hits 280. Let's say he's getting on base. He's taking more walks. He's doing all that. And let's say over at second base, Solak is doing about the same, right? So here comes your utility guy becomes then Rugnet Odor. Yes, he's far too expensive for that. But you could get his at-bats every week if he is, in fact, hitting anywhere like he's supposed to be. You can move him around. Young, uh, Josh Young becomes your third baseman. You got Isaiah Conner-Falifa at shortstop. Rugi can play shortstop. Um, if they could get him some grounders there to work back over there. Rugi could be your backup second baseman. And you move him around to those positions as your as – your, uh, as your guy that, that that that's your utility guy making 15 million a year whatever he's making that's not a bad option 
if he can get the bat good enough to maybe unload him at the trade, what if someone gave us a fringe prospect for him and we only had to eat half the money that was remaining on his contract? You know, you might you might find something there. You might could get something for him if he could turn that out. If not, becoming a look, worst case scenario, he sucks. We get rid of him, no big deal. Best case scenario, he's the starting third baseman. He plays well enough, someone wants him. He becomes the utility guy. The the Rangers at least aren't eating the money. They've got someone there that does have a little pop in his bat when he can get his head on straight. He's a good defender and and going into that situation. That's why I don't know that Ruge starting at third base is necessarily a horrible thing. Um, But, look, if we're talking about what this team is going to do, I think we've all resounded ourselves to the fact that they are going to be one of the bottom two people in the American League West. That's okay with what they got. What they're rolling out opening day I'm not, I'm not necessarily that surprised, or I'm not going to be that, I'm not going to be all that surprised if we end up with Ruggie Ordor um, as the starting third baseman. I just, I just see that. And guys, I'm telling you, I, I've been out on this island for a while now. Other people are starting to jump on. I want everyone to hear to know, the first person who talked about uh, possibly. Um, Nate Lowe not making this team was the recliner nerd. That was me. They thought I was crazy. People were saying, there's no way. He's not going to do it. But there's some concerns with Nate Lowe right now. I wrote it the other day. Nate Lowe, he couldn't beat out A.J. Choi over in, in Tampa Bay. If he was, he was supposed to be the future first baseman. He tore up minor league ball, y'all. He really did. And I really think Nate Lowe is a good player. And I really think he's going to be a good player. And I really think he's going to be a good hitter. I really see that with Nate Lowe. The problem is he's not doing it right now, and I'm wondering if it's got in his head because Guzman's come off this winter where he's revamped everything. And let, I'm, I'm going to say this, and people don't listen to me on this. Everybody thinking that Ronald Guzman is Rugnet Odor and he comes into spring every year and he hits well, that is not true. That is not true. Ronald Guzman does not come into spring training, hit good in spring training, and then he you know, spits the bit when he gets to the major leagues. He does not do that. Last year, it was his job. He was the Nate Lowe coming into spring training. They brought Greg Bird in. They were going to let him have a healthy competition to see who wanted, and neither of them won it. Do y'all not remember that? Neither of them won that job. You know who won that job? Isaiah Counter-Falifa. Of course he didn't play first base. He's the guy that moved, um, what's his name, over to first base. Um, he, he's, he's the one that moved Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier. Remember, Todd Frazier was the one they signed in the offseason. Todd Frazier was going to be the third baseman for the Rangers after they didn't get Anthony Rendon. And then Isaiah Conner-Falifa has the great spring, to which he hadn't had before. You got um, Greg Bird and, and Ronald Guzman both spit the bit, played horrible, and both got they got rid of Greg Bird. He never played a, a major league day in the major leagues. They let him go. They gave him his release, and he left. Guzman went down to the alternative side, came up for a little bit last year, but Frazier moved over to uh, first base because Connor Falifa became a gold glove third baseman. So don't don't start telling yourself that Ronald Guzman is this guy that, that, uh, that, that always does this in spring training. I, I'm telling you, Nelson Cruz, I have said, what if he's Nelson Cruz? And people have called me crazy for saying that. What if he's Nelson Cruz? Nelson Cruz came over with the Milwaukee Brewers in a trade. He was the throw-in piece with the Milwaukee Brewers when we got him. He was he was one of their top prospects. He comes here. He cannot hit at the major league level in Milwaukee. He's struggling to hit at the major league level in Texas. Texas has a couple more options on him. 
They move him up and down. He can't seem to do it in the major leagues. He goes down to AAA and he hits better. And then that last year, they're coming up to the very last day. He, it's like Guzman in this year. He didn't have any more options. He either needed to make the opening day roster or he didn't. He was 27 years old when that happened. Guzman's 26. They get to the very end. They even approach him. <laughs> they even approach him about possibly pitching because they're. It's obvious he's not going to make the team. He had a horrible spring. He wasn't going to make the team. They said, "Hey, have you ever thought about pitching? Because you throw so hard." He said no because they thought they were going to lose him. They put him through. They DFA him. Put him through waivers. He clears waivers. Goes down to Oklahoma City, opens his stance and starts tearing it up. He opened his stance and all of a sudden he figured it out. He does that all the way through the season. September call-ups come. They bring him up in September, and he continues what he's learned. The The new swing that he figured out in the open stance in AAA translates over to the major leagues. He does that in, in it was 2008, I believe, and he, he comes out of there and going into spring training. Me again, I get to pat myself every once in a while. I remember telling my wife, I didn't cover the Rangers then, I said, I'll tell you the guy who's going to be something this year that no one's talking about. Nelson Cruz is going to be a star on this team. And Nelson Cruz in 2009 was the Nelson Cruz we all know and love who led him into the playoffs. What if Ronald Guzman's that guy? He's finally figured it out. He's shortened his swing. He revamped. He's told us in the press conference, he's revamped his entire swing. He's totally done a different swing now and done that. And what if he has figured it out? And, uh, you know, he hits 364 or 344, whatever he hit in, in, in uh, winter league ball, wins the MVP. He's coming to the spring right now, and he's – what's he hitting in the spring? So right now he's hitting 357 with a 1.328 OPS right now. 357 with a 1.328 OPS. He's hit two home runs. Lowe hasn't hit anything but two doubles. That's it. I mean, if you want to look at Lowe, I mean, Lowe – is I mean he is right now struggled so badly. He's hitting 176 with a .471 OPS. That's not going to get it, man. It's only a year younger than than him, and that that's sad to see. I really think that Lowe is a better player than this. But so so there's the there's the issue. If Ronald Guzman wins this job and becomes the Nelson Cruz at first base, and Nate Lowe goes down to AAA, and Ruggie Odor ends up being the third baseman. I don't think it's necessarily the worst thing in the world. It may be a way to see Rugi earn some of that money and help this team by being a player they can throw in there to do that. Because, guys, i tell you another thing I don't see. I'm wondering if Leody Tavares starts the season in, in the major leagues. I, I really do. I think Eli White starting to prove to them that he might be their opening day. He's the fastest guy on the team, uh, Eli White is. And, you know, right now, Eli White, is hitting 333 and he's got over a thousand OPS. And poor Tavares, you know, love him to death and he's going to be fantastic, but he's only hitting 077 with the, you know, he's only had 13 at bats. He's hitting 077. His OPS is 0. 0.220. I mean, those numbers right there show that he is far from taking over this every look. Connor Felipe has been leaning off. Everybody thought that Tavares was going to be the leadoff hitter. So, what's my opening day lineup if I were to pick it today? Okay, so I've had to start now with my opening day lineup. Let's say that they do, they're playing Kansas City. Let's say Mike Miner's the opening day pitcher. He's a left hander there. So we're going to go with Isaiah Counterfalifa leading off, playing shortstop. Then you're probably looking at Nick Solak batting second, playing second base. Then you probably got Joey Gallo batting third. He's going to be playing right field. Then you have uh, batting fourth, probably playing uh, 
you know what? The DH is going to be your right-hander, Chris Davids. Um, I think between him and Willie, that they'll do that. Uh, Chris Davis batting fifth. You're probably looking at Ronald Guzman playing first base, uh, batting um, sixth. David Dahl playing. Uh, David Dahl will be playing left field, and then you go uh, batting. Is that seventh? Then you have Ruggie Odor uh, batting seventh and playing third base. And then you've got uh, batting eighth and catching. Probably um, you're probably what Jonah Heim bats left-handed or switch hitter. So you're probably going to have uh, uh, Jose Trevino catching, batting eighth, and batting ninth. Your center fielder is going to be Eli White, and Eli White playing center field is going to be good. That's who I think the opening day roster is. So opening day roster, you got Connor Falifa, Solak. Then you go Gallo. Then you go Chris Davis. Then you go. David Dahl, that's batting uh, batting fifth. Then six, you got Ronald Guzman. Seven, you've got Ruggie Odor. Eight, you got uh, Jose Trevino. And then nine, Eli White. That wouldn't surprise me if that's your opening day roster. Okay, I've got a con, got a uh, kind of went out on a limb there um, with all of that. But uh, I thought it would be fun to put this together. I'm going on a vacation next week, uh, taking the kids, and we're just going to get away and go down to we, we're going to go down to. Port Aransas, uh, play around on the beach, just us, kind of get away from everything before we get back. Big things happening on the Shegon podcast uh, going on if y'all haven't seen that. Anyway, guys, so I've enjoyed it. Wanted to do this little get-together, see how it works. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Like I say at the end of everything I write, and every one of these, nerd out.